episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, and I'm here with Neil, Neil Grogan. Grogan. Neil, Neil. Neil Grogan. <laughs> uh, we're walking through the book Caring for One Another by Ed Welch, and we've got two weeks left, including this one. So yep. this one, and then next one, and then we'll be done with this book. Man. Uh, do we know what do we know what we're doing next? We do know what we're doing next. What are we doing next, man? Or should we say that at the end? Uh, now let's do it now. Just yeah, we're gonna do the Life of the Church by Joe Thorne. Um, we've ripped a lot of stuff off of <laughs> Joe Thorne. Yeah, he does some excellent stuff. Yeah, we just want to talk about our church's values. We kind of glean them out of that book and uh, kind of recenter our church on who we are and what we're about. Yeah, I heard one time about church planting, that church planting isn't coming up with new things. Uh, but I always said it's it's about stealing good stuff. And I think my brother-in-law said it's not stealing, it's tactically... That was me. Was that you? Yeah. Tactically acquiring? Tactically acquiring. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So That's military. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he had another one. He's in business, so... It's not tactically acquired. It very well might have been. I'll have to ask him. It's not. I'll have to ask him. He'll be, he'll be down this weekend. Look at me. But no one... <laughs> <laughs> Neil says, it's mine. That one it. is Don't not... Don't take it. That... So, For all you military listeners out there, you know where that came from. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean you have like the corner on, yeah, on the lingo. on tactically acquiring, yeah, because here's the deal. The Army yeah. would always leave their things about because they had budget, right? Yeah. Marine Corps had no money, so we used to tactically acquire their equipment. So you stole it. No, we tactically acquired it because we both worked for the government. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, so chapter seven. So we're going to talk about sin. Speak, <laughs> speaking of talking about sin, Neil. Oh man. Yeah. So I shall not steal. So the uh, the little paragraph at the top says, "Wise conversations will talk about sin." Mm. Though we might prefer to avoid this, we know that we all struggle with sin, and we all need each other's help, as with suffering. We offer that help very carefully. So uh, one of the questions I'd like us to start off with is just this idea of why don't we like to talk about sin? I was thinking of the same thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, guilt and shame are the big ones, especially shame. Um, I think shame keeps us fixed on a point um, where we become entangled in what we're struggling with, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the word. But, uh, oh gosh, it's going to bug me. Robert Jones was talking about it in a lecture I listened to, and he was talking about the nature of uh, counseling someone mm -hmm. who is entangled or entrapped in sin. And they want to get out, they desire to get out, but they're, they're stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So it's our job as a church to help them get unstuck. untangled, unstuck, right? So mm -hmm. the shame is what really, I think, keeps us in that web keeps us stuck what do you think yeah I, I think shame and guilt have has a lot to do with it and i and i know for myself it's also like a i can handle this mm. like a pride a little bit of pride and thinking one i don't want people to know my business mm -hmm. and then two i can handle my business i can i can fight this on my own i can defeat it on my own and then i can live my life without sharing it mm. and be free of it right um but, I mean, like, we talk about 
the like the big danger in fighting sin is isolation. Right. Um, and we've also talked about this idea as probably maybe in the first week we were talking about. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was Calvin or Bonhoeffer. It might have been not Bonhoeffer. Is Bonhoeffer in his uh, in his little book on life together? Mm. It's over there on your on your desk yeah. right now. Um, but like one of the latter chapters, it said something along the lines of, you know, why is it that we're very willing to confess our sins to an almighty, all-powerful, perfectly holy God, but we're afraid to share our sins with our brother or sister in Christ? Right. And his answer is that, well, we're really not confessing sin to God when we do that. Right. We're confessing to sin to ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we're absolving ourselves of our yeah, sin. Letting ourselves off the hook. And we let ourselves <laughs> off the hook, and like God didn't play a role in it. Um, so I, I think, I think that, I think that truth, man, that just sticks with me in my mind yeah. of like, yeah, like one of the ways that we can help each other in our Christian walk is by confessing our sin to one another right. and, and dealing with it. Mm. Uh, later on in the chapter, I might be jumping ahead, but you know, that's what happens when we wing this. Hey man, do your thing. Uh, on page 61, he talks about. Uh, sin becoming pl- public in three different ways, mm. right? One, we confess it. Two, we see it. Or three, we're told about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, which one of those would you want to be? I think I, I, think I, I want to be, be number confessor. one, right? <laughs> I, I don't want people to see it and be like, hey, Watson, you know. Yeah. You're, you're a turd. You're, uh, <laughs> I was going to say your sin is showing. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. No. Um, we can smell you. You stink. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I, so I don't want to be told about it, and I don't want to just necessarily see it. I, I want to yeah. be able to confess it. Um, well, it's like we know our sin will be found out eventually, right? Yeah. And what is the fallout like when you're found out on something versus when you confess something? Yeah. It's massively different, well, right? And what does Jesus say about what's done in the, in the darkness will be brought to light? Right. So Guaranteed. I, so here's here, your promise. Here's a question. Here's a question. This is this is this is your pastor showing vulnerability of saying I don't know this answer. So I might be a theological heretic here, uh, and we can always delete this episode if need be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not posted online yet, but just the idea of like buckle up. <laughs> what will like Judgment Day look like? Mm. So like when we stand before the judgment seat of God, like I know that Christ's blood covers my sin. Mm-hmm. I know that his righteousness makes me right with the Father. Mm. But the question is, is will our dark and evil deeds done in secret be brought to light at that time mm. for Christ to absolve? Yeah. I mean... Like, whenever I think about that, yeah, I think it's like, an imagination it's, moment, it, right? Yeah, it's like, an imagination moment. But like yeah. when I think about that and think, oh man, like every deed being brought out before God and before can everyone. You, can you feel like like the crippling fear that would strike your heart in that moment? Yeah. To be told, I've died for that. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's one of the things it's like in my mind, what would bring more glory to Christ? For us to stand up there and be like, oh, yep, he's good. Pass on through. Yeah. Next. Or or for like the laundry list of our sin and yeah. our wickedness and our thoughts, mm. the enormity of it 
being brought forward and one by one being absolved by Christ. Right. Because that's what he's doing now. Right. He's interceding on our behalf. Right. Uh, but I think when I think this is just a helpful exercise for me. I don't, I'm not saying this is how it's going to be. Sure. But like in my in my own heart and in my own mind, I, I tend to think of like my sin in that way. Mm. Like if that's the way things went down. Right. But the things that maybe like the things that aren't brought up are the things that we bring out to light now. Right. How much more would we bring them to light now? Right. It's like, well, it's like, let me get them out. Yeah. Let me bring man. them out. I'd rather bring them out now and like talk about them with a trusted brother Work than through. like bring them out before all creation in front of the judgment seat of God. Well, think about that too is like, you know, when, how are we to engage one another when our brother or sister brings up their sin in their heart, right? Mm-hmm. We're to remind them, man, Christ died for that. Yeah. Man, like, don't be, yeah, don't be stuck in your shame and your guilt. You've been set free. Let's walk forward, right? Mm-hmm. I love how he, I love how Welch gives us kind of like steps without saying they're steps. That's step one, right? Yeah. Step one is, well, seek the good on page 60. So when someone comes to you and brings this sin, right? They're bearing their soul. Mm-hmm. Here it is. I was found out in this way. I'm confessing this. My wife found out that, you know, or mm-hmm. my husband found whatever. Here it is, brother, sister, I trust. Mm-hmm. What What do you say in that moment, you know? Yeah. Number one, you highlight the good in this is that they have taken a step in um, bringing that sin into light out of the darkness. Well, and, and even in reminding them that, yeah, Christ died for that right. sin. And, and it, it, it's almost a priestly role yeah. that each believer stands into. Right? So are you saying that all the b- believers are the priesthood? There's there's a priesthood of believers going oh, on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so every believer is almost a priest representing God right. to the sinner, right. to our fallen brother or sister, yeah. reminding them of the grace that God has for them, reminding them of the the sacrifice of Christ, the atonement of Christ, right, uh, and that and that there is salvation and hope. Yeah, kind of reminds me of Romans eight, where he talks about you know when you live according to the flesh, it's death, right? Mm. And then Paul goes to this moment where he says, "But you do not live according to the flesh, but according mm. to the Spirit." You know, reminds them of who they are in Christ. So the wise counsel that we give one another when someone's confessing sin is reminding them of who they are mm-hmm. or where they need to go, right? Right. So what was this, what's step number two on page 60 uh, there? That we are all sinners. Mm. Why is that important in this conversation? Man, I, was, I was actually about to Google it on my phone, but now I'm found out. There's a verse. Uh, to light. What's that? It's brought to light. It's brought to light. I confess. <laughs> but uh, but there's there's a verse. I want to say it might even be in Ephesians where it says something along the lines of like Paul's going through this list of wickedness that's in the world, and then he has this this little phrase. And such were some of you. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I think it's Colossians three actually. Is it? All right. Or it's Ephesians four. And such were some of you. Can I Google it right now? Go for it. All right, we'll say something so there's not dead air. Um, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so it is going to be found in the book of First Corinthians six eleven. And we were so uh, strike close. one and strike two. Um, um, I guess we have to put our resumes out, right? So, <laughs> and such were some of you. So it says, uh, I want to read the full chapter. It's First Corinthians chapter six, and uh, that verse is in eleven. Uh, and he says this: Or do you not know that the unrighteous they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor the, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, he says in verse 11. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And so it's like I think I think it's important for us to remember I'm no different. Right. So what you're saying is when we see sin, we are close to the light. It's only when we don't see our sin we should we be suspicious of our hearts. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be to bring us back to the book here. Yeah, so totally and such were some of you. This is who you were. Man, when someone brings up something to you and they confess something, right? They're bearing their soul with you, right? And what it should do is not put you in a position of like haughtiness or pride, right? Hmm. You should be you should be wrecked over that sin and know that you're struggling in some form or fashion with yeah. something maybe something similar, maybe something different, right? Hmm. But that we are apart from Christ, spiritually bankrupt, right? Mm, mm -hmm. And so the beauty of seeing our sin means that now light has been shown upon it, right? Yeah. Well, and I even think of, uh, to some extent, it's it's like we need a, we need a warning to be humble. Mm. And I think, I think what this does is like whenever we see somebody's in their confession and in their sin, we don't scoff and think, oh, well, I knew that, or I knew I was so much better. Mm. But it's like, okay, this is one where I was yeah. or where I am, yeah. or if I fall, where I could be. Yeah. And so it should be like humbling to us. And what they need in that moment is to be reminded of, of that verse of, but you were saved, you were justified, you were washed by Christ's blood. Remember what he has done. And so we gotta we gotta really pour that on people. Mm -hmm. And we need to do it for their sake, but we also need to do it for our sake. Right. Mm. Okay. So let's move move along. Ways to talk about sin? Yeah. No, we already talked about that. No, well, I I like the uh questions more than exhortation section here oh, on yeah. sixty three. I thought that was good. I, this is if you've ever been in a situation, maybe it's been when you've counseled someone or someone's asked for your advice, right? Mm -hmm. And you know the obvious answer for them. You mm -hmm. need to do this, right? Um, but they don't want you to say what they need to do. Yeah. How do you help them understand their situation fully? How do you help them see the, the correct path? That's pretty obvious, but they're just not seeing it without yeah. going, no, you this, right? Well, and, and I think part of it's just being a good conversationalist. Sure. So the other day I went to church and a fifth grader walked in and I said, Hey, how's it going? How's school going? And you know what they said? Fine. Good. Good. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, mistake of mistake of conversation. Close ended. Ask a close ended question. Right. 
But I think asking open-ended questions, right. which allowed, one, for you to get to the heart of their sin is mm-hmm. important, uh, but also to help them get them to the point of where they need to be. I think uh, another helpful thing is um, when people are struggling, when they're entrapped or ensnared with something, right, but they're bringing it to light, they desire to get out of this trap they're in, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things, though, however, is that people tend to put a positive spin on their sin, right? Oh, we can justify it like nobody's business. Yeah, even like in the confession, we'll be like, yeah, but I only, you know, just as an example, uh, the person only cheated on their wife because their wife was mean over here. You know, yeah. said, uh, you always hear this kind of thing where it was, it was just a conversation. It wasn't a full, right. you know, right. Whatever it is. Right. Well, we we're, we're masters at justifying our sin. Right. Letting ourselves off the hook. Right. So one of the questions that I like to ask people <laughs> is, uh, man, what's the fruit been, you know mm. what? So, okay. That's what you've been doing. Right. Is it working? Yeah. Well, no. Okay, so how have you handled this sin? Yeah. What's the fruit been behind how you've handled it thus far? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not been good, or it this, this, that, and the other, right? Or, and you yeah. can ask pointed questions that help them actually look at their situation realistically mm. instead of, again, trying to put a positive spin and justify what they're doing, and even in the, in the, you know, to stop blaming other things, to to make take some ownership over what they've done as well. Well, then, like, I mean, a lot of times people even know the answers of what they need to do. Right, totally. Like, how, how do you plan on fighting this sin right. in your life? You know, how are you going to resist this temptation? Mm-hmm. You know, having them sometimes say what they know they need to do to begin with. Yeah, one of my accountability partners recently, you know, was we were talking about uh, physical fitness and such mm-hmm. when we were doing a check uh, with each other. And, you know, I'm a, I, th- I like to think I'm maybe spiritually fit. I'm not physically fit, though. <laughs> I'm A-shape, not in-shape. Um, but, you know, one of the things he said to me was, okay, what's your plan? Yeah. So we see this as an issue. Right. What's your plan? What are you going to do about it? Um, and how am I holding you accountable? So yeah. like it made me start thinking through, okay, well, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this is what I'm going to be doing. I need you to check in on me on Thursdays and follow up, you know, and if I haven't done it, um, then, you know, I need you to hold me accountable. And he has a good way of like, you know, making me feel it. Or, or when I see him next time, he'll like, hey, let's go on a walk and then he'll smoke me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. That is good. Oh, yeah. So um, I think this ends in, in a really good way. Yeah. I like the way that in the, the book ends. Um, one, he, he acknowledges the fact that sin is always about God. Right. That sin is always about our independence and our rebellion against him. And I think that's good just because we need to know. Psalm 51. Yeah. Right there, against yeah. you and you only have I sinned. Right. Um, but he also ends it with like in confession with thank you Mm. so why would we end confession with like a thank you yeah because our forgiveness right yeah we should stay alert um with thanksgiving like colossians 4 tells us and if we're if we're truly walking this out with one another we're being reminded of Mm -hmm. the character of the father and the character of the son and the holy spirit who's convicting us and making us uh or conforming us into the image of christ like 
and we're not alone. Mm. You know, like what, what opportunities we have for growth because God is at work in our hearts, even in the midst of struggling with sin or fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Let's end with this. Uh, why don't why don't we practice and you tell us some of your sins, Neil? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, no, no, we don't have time for that. This we, guy. We're trying to we're trying to keep these to twenty minutes. He's bald and has a gap. <laughs> <laughs> and when I see his face, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that's common, to, and such were some of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, oh, man. What would what would be your final encouragement to our listeners out there? This, I think, talking about sin is hard. Yeah, and it takes knowing somebody well mm-hmm. to do it. Like we're not just going to share our sin with anybody out there in the world. I even say we're not just going to share our sin with anybody in the church in general. Sure, but we're going to need a tight relationship mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, and I feel like we're beating this drum all the time of relationship and being known. Yeah. But if, if we're going to confess our sin and have somebody as a priest to us, mm. like remind us of the forgiveness we have in Christ and walk right. through us, like we actually have to know somebody. Yeah. So I think my, my question would be for anyone who's listening is who is going to be that person for you? Mm. Like, Do you know who that one person is? And then second question, do you talk about sin? Mm, Those are great. Yeah. Mm, That's good. And when someone talks to you about sin, your first response should be to move towards them, to enter that space with them, Mm. and to draw near together. All right. This has been another episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. Neil Grogan and Stephen Watson. See ya.